What's up, guys? This is Joe, and you are on the Entrepreneur Enthusiast Podcast. Today, I have Monica. Monica, yes. Monica Williams in here. And she is incredible interior designer and designed the Fluent Solution podcast space and some other spaces. So, hey, Monica, how you doing? What's up? Okay, um, so excited to be here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've we've done a few here. Uh, thanks to you, you know, getting this this place aesthetically well. And our goal here at Entrepreneur Enthusiast is to help younger entrepreneurs become more productive, become entrepreneurs and get over that hump to say, hey, let me just go ahead and do it. And let me let me dive right in here. Did you always want to be an entrepreneur? It's actually really funny. Um, I come from a long line of family who are all entrepreneurs. So yeah. I feel like I've I've as a young child, I did a lot of different businesses. I picked up of selling this or selling that. So I feel like it was always kind of like my journey to be an entrepreneur. I don't yeah. know, if, know if I necessarily knew what entrepreneurship was, but I was definitely what was the first thing you here. sold. Uh, this first thing I had a business where I sold meatballs. Oh wow! Uh, my mom shot like, like the big meatballs. Like they weren't even that big to be honest. My mom she worked and. I went in there. I was like, I'm going to sell meatballs to the, like her coworkers. And of course, I was like small and cute. And they were like, oh, my gosh. So I literally just would sell meatballs. But it was funny because I actually wasn't making them. I would then just hire my mom to make the meatballs. Oh, wow. So wait, how old were you? I was probably like 10. So you were outsourcing at 10 years old. <laughs> outsourcing. At 10 years at old. At 10 years old. Um, me and my cousins also did a, a project where we took glue yeah. And we had like hard hard books. We put the glue on it and then we let it dry. Painted the with our markers, painted the glue and then we sold them in the streets and we were like there are these cool futuristic things like we oh, just yeah. completely made it up. And yeah, I was making money. So, I was always about making money or just having people give me money cuz I'm like, "Hey, I'm small. I was super tiny and, you know, people What was the first business that you would say I'm starting like not a hustle? This is what I'm going to come in. I'm going to start this business. Uh, I would say my first business was my accessory line. Um, I just decided that uh, my job wasn't fulfilling me as far as being a designer. So I was like, you know what I want to find? Actually, ooh, I have to take a step back. Um, when I was in Boston, I actually, this is when like those sipping seas and I mean sipping like you paint, paint and sips. Uh, yeah. Those were really big back then. So I decided I wanted to do it. I did a DIY yeah. um, event. So you would, and I was creating earrings. So I'd have all the materials and everything you need. And people would come and they would pay like $20 to get a glass of wine or champagne. And you'd also be able to make earrings. Oh, and nice. that was like my first kind of like business. And I was back um, in Boston, probably like 2015. That's a real like hands-on engaging business. Yeah. And Why, was, how how'd you guys stop that? Like what? Like that seems like something that like is fun. Like I want to do that here now. That yeah. You said that. No, honestly, I I don't even know where I came up with the idea. I think it was just kind of like I didn't want to do. I never wanted to do those paint and the paint and sips because I was like yeah. I don't want this random painting. Where am I going to put it in my home? So I was like I don't want to do that. So I just came up with the idea of earrings and kind of like kept that and then. Obviously, moving here, I kind of like slipped my mind of so many other things to do, but Got that it. was definitely uh, how it started. So you came here and then you stumbled on interior design. 
No, not at all. (laughs) Take me back again. (laughs) Take you back. So after undergrad, I always knew I wanted to be in Terry Downer since I was in sixth grade. Yes. Which sounds crazy, but I did. That's not crazy, entrepreneurs. (laughs) It's not crazy. If you listen to our episodes, it's it's a very common thing that the entrepreneurs say the same thing. Like, this is where I wanted to be. I wanted, definitely wanted to be. I, I, when I was in school, it was like girls versus boys. And I was like, this is so cool. Like, I can't. I, I want to do this interior design seems like a really cool idea for me so I went to under when I got to the obviously age I went to when I was younger I used to always go to Home Depot and this is when they used to have like the paint samples which I still think they, they do have, still have paint samples so I used yeah. to collect all the paint samples and I had a draw at home full of paint, paint simple, samples and then what I would do is I would draw out a room and then put like what paint would be good in that space got it this is 6th and 7th grade so I kind of knew I, I knew I wanted to do interior design and I actually did my, by the time I getting up to college or now, like I did my whole college essay was about space. Yeah. Um, didn't go to school for interior design when I was in undergrad because I didn't want to go to an art school. I was like, art schools are like weird. <laughs> like I, I was a cheerleader in high school and I'm used to like that whole culture. So I was like, I don't really want to do, I don't want to go to art school. So yeah. I didn't go to an art school, but I did go to liberal arts school. Also had a full scholarship, shout out to Shout out to being smart. Yeah, got to um, get some grades. I, I definitely did not have a full scholarship, but shout out to them grades. So after that, after getting um, for undergrad, I just knew that I had to go to grad school for yeah. interior design because I knew that's what I wanted to do. So I was like, uh, my senior year, I kind of picked up some interior design courses because I took them off off um, campus just to make sure I get my portfolio right and figure got out what it. I want to do. So I did go to school for interior architecture. Got my master's in interior architecture, and that's when it like. And what is what exactly is interior architecture? So interior architecture is really just a fancy word for interior design. design. Um, but also interior design is also not interior decorating. Yes. Yeah. For all you people out there, those are two different words. Those are two different actions. I really focus on space. I focus, that's the main thing is space and making sure it's functional and making sure that, you know, people can move around in the space and there's a lot more to it than just like, picking out nice furniture and cute colors yeah and so does the architecture side come into like even the aesthetics of how the building is designed and built and stuff like that yeah like i think the thing about um and the interior architecture like interior design is such a new it's such a new major slash like it's a it's a more of an on the new side of being of a career that they actually i focus all on architecture that's what i that's when i went to school that's all i learned about was everything was architects you didn't learn about two college roommates were architects and i didn't really understand the landscape of the different types of buildings until they i started seeing their renderings yeah and i'm like i'm going to all these different cities and and i'm seeing Certain cities, I'm not going to name, are like, this city's ugly. But if you go to a city like a Boston yeah. that's been there a while. Super, you see like the you, different eras and the you different. You see it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, for me, it was, like, super cool just kind of, like, studying architecture. But, yeah. like, knowing I still had to focus on the interiors and making sure they were functional and making sure that, you know, a bathroom, the handles on the right side, not the left-hand side. And, like, everything you learn to get down to the bones of making it functional. I think a lot of things people don't think about, like. Yeah interiors and how they're actually like created and just same thing with like architecture you don't know architecture so then you stumbled in in the interior and then you realize you loved it but what was that like aha moment where you were like oh i could make money doing this um i think it's is that really interesting because i feel like you know when being so young and knowing what i wanted to do as far as like the actual yeah uh 
like I was like, I know I'm an interior designer, but I didn't know what that actually meant, what that yeah. looked like. And for me, it was not just this like quick aha moment I had. Like I had to experience different things to Over realize time. that I did not like them. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so for me, it wasn't this like I, I started off. I was doing um, commercial, and I, mean, I was I'm sorry, I was doing like offices and stuff, a lot of office design. I was like, this is so boring. And I'm like such a creative person. I was like, I can't, this is not it. Like, this yeah. is not fun at all. I don't want to do this. And then from there, I've like moved on to doing residential. And I was like, oh, this is babysitting. And I don't want to babysit nobody. <laughs> and people are very opinionated. And I completely agree why you're living in this space. Like, yep. You love that space. And I was like, oh, this isn't really for me either. Yeah. So from that, I was able to kind of keep filtering down and I feel like even every day I'm learning more different things about like what I really love about what I do and Got really it. trying to focus even more on doing exactly what I want because to do. there's a difference in commercial interior design and home design. oh absolutely design, you know and like kitchen interior design like I happen to be married to an interior designer so I, 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 I know those, those phrases now but <laughs> I, I didn't know this before yeah like I, I really thought it was like Okay, anybody could just pick stuff for any mm -hmm. space, but like that is not the case. Like At you all. have to know your types of space to know how certain things are going to function properly, certain things are going to be around. So within that, and, and every space is different. How do you go about finding your clientele? Um, I think that's still always a challenge for me of really mm -hmm. figuring out like what's going to who's going to work best. Cause I think it's this idea of like clients, clients, clients. You want to get clients, yeah. but you also want to get clients that like you guys could work well together. together. And that's really important for me. I don't want to just take someone's money. I want to make sure that I'm the best candidate for yep. you and then you're the best candidate for me because yep. it's such a partnership. Um, and I think for me, I've been I've been on the lucky side, I guess I'd call it. Um, you never had a bad client? I will absolutely not say that. <laughs> the clients <laughs> that call you all the time. I've just gotten, <laughs> I've just gotten lucky to uh, the way I got my foot in the door of being a full-time entrepreneur i've yeah. been very lucky in that case um man. and shout I, out to the full-time entrepreneurs man i'm gonna get a, if i had an applause button i'll press it right now but it's not easy it's not easy. <laughs> it's, it's not easy but you working isn't easy isn't easy also because you have to the, the hard parts of working is you have to buy by someone else's schedule True. And you have to mentally get in a space to work at mm -hmm. a certain time every single day. Very true. Where if you're an entrepreneur or whatever you're making, it's going to come however it's going to come for you. To me, it's the personality type. But I've talked to enough entrepreneurs, half entrepreneurs, and like people that's like, nah, I'm just straight working. Corporate, yeah. give me a job to understand. Like, you know, there's different strokes for different folks. And like you being a, a entrepreneur in this world navigating um through clientele you know how then after those clients do you get to it how do you make sure that relationship stays maintained and stays in, in good standing so that you can continue to grow i think that goes back to picking the right clients not just letting your clients pick you but also Ooh. picking your clients pick your um, clients and you i can think fire them too. right that's very true so i think when you're able to create a really good relationship and you guys have a good understanding of what each person's role is and how you guys are going to work together yeah it opens up more opportunities like my i was very fortunate enough to when i became a full-time entrepreneur was during the pandemic and my clients opened up three different spaces during the pandemic. Wow. 
so most people obviously like you know we're trying to figure out work i had a lot of work at that point uh, because they're like we're opening up this we're doing this next and because i was able to work with them so seamlessly they were just like this is the next project we're doing this is the next project mo yep. is like oh this is mo she's our designer there was no question of like we're looking at other people maybe the price is too high it was just like this is mo she's our designer and yeah. Once again, having those relationships is so important in this, yeah, in, this, in, in any industry, really. But in any industry, and in, in building relationships is important. So, how do you go about? Because you say you're you're from Boston, yeah, and then you moved to LA. You know, how do you go about networking and and just picking and choosing? Because it's really important to find the right fit. Because you may not even like want to deal with a client. Absolutely, I think. For me, uh, starting off when I first got here, I was full time. I'd work for someone else, mm-hmm. and I was really just focused on. He was like, nah, doing it. <laughs> besides, very much besides, like I'm good with this. But I was really focused on like meeting new people, and I'm yep. really a friendly person, so I just had a lot created really good friend groups. And I'm one thing I'm really serious about is friends. Like I curate friends, yep. so I would say very immaculate. Like every friend I have, I. Hold them accountable. I expect them to hold me accountable as being a friend. Shout out to your friends. They were ones. Yeah. Um, so because of that, uh, some opportunities come from friendships. Like people Nick, Nick, being. Who are, who are your three best friends? Three best friends in LA or just in life? Just period. Three best friends. Uh, would be. I'm putting you on the spot right this now. This is. Oh. I'm putting you on the spot right You said anything. Um, no, it's spot. cool. I would say uh, three of my best friends. My best friend, Shauna. I've been best friends with her since middle school. Uh-huh. Um, since the sixth grade. Um, one of my really good friends, uh, Ashley. We actually did studied interior design together. And then one of my good friends I learned in the workforce, um, Shanice. And Shout out to those friends. They're, it's actually funny because none of them are actually here. But still very much. My support team. So. Got it. Got it. Yeah. I'm not going to put you more on the spot. I was about to hit you with the fuck Chuck or Mary, but I'm not going to hit yeah. you hard on those because I don't want you to chuck the wrong friend and she'd be mad. <laughs> yeah, let's not do that. Because I honestly, I value all my friends to like such a degree. It's important to have good friends and in business. My friends are super like, see, yeah. they work together. It's very seamlessly. It's like when I have anything and I have friends dating back to like, Ken, like kindergarten like yeah. i have really good friends from that so it, it's important to have good friends because I, I know that saying like you are the five people around you mm-hmm. but if the people around you are organic good people it's not about how much money they have oh for sure it's about the type of person they have they'll continue to encourage you to be great there's yeah. a difference in going to your friends and saying hey i have my business and this is what i'm doing they're like oh Mo has her little business yep. <laughs> going like there's a difference in saying, OK, well, what do we need to do? Right. You know, how, how do we help? How do we support you? And having that village is important um, when you are a, a full time entrepreneur oh, because sure. things come at you so many different ways all the time. And and you have struggles. So so through that, what have been some of your hurdles that you've had to go through that? You felt we're like, oh man. Go through going through. <laughs> going Hurdles through. Don't yeah. stop. Um I one thing I will say before more money, more taxes. Into, literally. <laughs> more problems. Um one thing I will say, I've been very fortunate enough to have an older sister who's a full time entrepreneur oh, as yeah. well. Mentorship. So that's been amazing because 
when I'm like, am I gonna, am I sure I'm gonna do this? I can look at my sister and see, like, I know the struggle that she's gone through, the adventure, yeah. everything she's been through, I've been there with her. So it's easy for me to see and being like, okay, I'm kind of at this point. Yeah. And she was here at this point, and then now I'm looking at her on the other side. Does she know she's your mentor? Of course. Got I it. mean, that's something we are, I would say it's like peer mentorship. And that's one yeah. thing I would, I was always really jealous of like people who had mentors going a quick tangent but I was always like I don't have any mentors I don't have any older people that are doing things I want mentors mentors and then I had to take a step back and realize like I just have a lot of good peer mentors Yeah, and you know I think that there's a lot of value in that as well Mm -hmm. and once I realized that like the people around me are my mentors I kind of fell back on that and I do have other people that I are my mentors I don't necessarily know them (laughs) you may not know my name we have to pick the the best stock the best traits from people that we know and then even when that comes to our mentors, like, they don't have to know us. Exactly. We could just kind of follow them. Like, I always say, like, when I was growing up, like, I looked at, like, Diddy. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, like, I could do that. Like, he's cool. He's doing businesses and stuff. And, and you know, he didn't know that. Yeah, you know? of course. But I took whatever I needed to take from that and then applied it and took whatever I needed to take from this person, applied it. And then, like, whatever teacher I met along the way, whatever whoever I met along mm-hmm. the way just took stuff because – it's important to have that men- mentorship to grow. Um, and then also the hardest part is to start. Yeah. Oh, for sure. So so how did you just say, okay, you jumped in a pandemic, you were getting full-time clients. Besides just saying, yes, I can do the job, how did you start? Um, the way I started was definitely, I actually LLC my business in 2018. So, so tell me this, how did you get started? Um, so like I was saying, like I started, I started my business actually in 2018. Mm-hmm. I LLC my business. Mm-hmm. Shout out to one of my really close friends. Um, he was like, you know, you really should do interior design. If you want to do it, just do it. And I was like, you know what? It, what's I'm it, what's gonna, it mean to LLC your business? Um, it you means to, throw that out there. But well, like. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, LLC just means that you're like not as legal, as legal. What is it? Limit liability, Limit liability company, company yep. which basically means I wanted to, I was really, I took a long time to figure out if I should LLC, if I should escort, like trying to figure out what yeah. was most important for my specific business. But because I have an interior design business and that does come with liability, yep. I was like, the best thing for me would be to LLC my business. Yeah. And, and, and to go deeper in that is creating a new I, I entity. Yes. So you can have two tax IDs to be able to. File. file on that taxes and then file for your business because a lot of time when you're a sole proprietor everything falls on you and a liability falls on you and liability is one thing you do not want on you is liability so so you start the LLC I start the LLC and literally didn't do any business for like two years yeah like zero nothing zip nada like yeah. didn't do anything I was I'm gonna have it I start my business of doing residential knowing I didn't even like residential yeah. so when it came to like looking for residential clients I was absolutely not looking for residential because I didn't even like so it was like one of those things and i was like okay and it was one of those things where i like hated my job so bad when i say hated my job i like every single day i prayed that i would get the job i was like applying to other jobs every single day i was having anxiety attacks for hours like the whole day i would just have anxiety the entire day yeah i'm not even a like anxious person at all but they were just stressing me out like they were really trying to trying to bring a sister down literally yeah Um, that's tough. Is it? So for literally just about two years, a little two and a half years, I dealt with that. Was yeah. like, I hate it here, and I prayed every night. Like, 
Lord, please, please get me out of this situation. And then the pandemic happened and then they laid off some people and I didn't get laid off. And I was like, Lord, please, like, give me away, give me a will, give me away. And then they did another round of layoffs and they actually left my entire team, all the designers basically from where I was. And at that time, I literally that night I was like prayed and I was like, Lord, if this is a sign to like finally fly and finally figure this out for myself. And at that point, I already had this client. Yeah. They asked me to do work on the side. You good. So I already had this one client and I was like, Lord, if this is a sign the BFLs are much newer than like, let please give me the like, give me the sign. And honestly, it was like at that moment, I was like, this is the sign. Like I unfortunately, as much as I wanted to like throw in the down in the desk, like I give my two weeks. I hate y'all. Yeah. <laughs> Go yeah. off. Like how you that was it. just not my story. Yeah. And I had to realize that like this was a moment that God created for me and he said, This is this is what you gotta do. And at that moment I had to fly. It was like and- I always tell people, uh, when they stop like when they quit a job or get fired, I always tell them congratulations. Yeah. Cause it's like it's like, okay, like they they don't need your they don't deserve your energy. At all. And, you, and for me, it was funny because like people were crying. Some mm-hmm. people have been with the company forever, and people were sad. And the moment I found out that they were actually going to lay me off, I got up. I put on my Sunday's best outfit. I came in with a smile from ear to ear, looked like flawless, and was like, "And because this was all over yeah. Zoom, of course." Like, unfortunately, we have to lay <laughs> you off. And I'm smi- Like, I'm actually smiling. They're probably like. What is like you don't yeah. have a job, ma'am? Like, and yeah. I was like, "Thank you so much, guys." And I knew at that moment, I was like, "This is God telling you to finally fly, oh, and you've got to do it." Like, this is you've waited a long time. You've prayed for this every single day, and yeah. your moment's here, so take it. I got fired one time. It, my boss was named Paul. Shout out to Paul for firing <laughs> me. He literally told me he was like, "You're gonna do bigger things in this, Joe." I, I I think this is bigger than you, and I was like, I "Appreciate." I should. I, Actually, I shouldn't have got fired, but whatever. He fired yeah. me. But that, I remember when he fired me, I went home, and I was in Texas. Mm-hmm. And I came to L.A. home, and I was like, oh, I'm good. Like, yeah. I'm, what? <laughs> like, Because when, when you get down to it, being an entrepreneur is about supporting your lifestyle. Mm-hmm. If you have an expensive, heavy lifestyle, and you like spending money, then go get a job. Yeah. If you want to build uh, something for your life, a career, a lifestyle for ever over time then start a business start a career because then you can allocate that money for later there's certain things as an entrepreneur it may seem glamorous but you may sacrifice a certain meal or if you go to a meal it's going to be a business meal Mm -hmm. you know you may not buy these certain pairs of shoes because that's a whole situation like i remember you know saying like oh i could get this table but i could get this laptop and this laptop is going to make me 10 tables more. Like, right. And that's and, important to man, realize. You you have to be able to to do that. And the, the finance part is the most important because you have to fully decide, you know, I'm an entrepreneur. I take care of my, my family. Yeah. And it's like every choice I make as an entrepreneur affects them. And it's like, I don't, I'm not, it's no that's paycheck big. coming. That's every, a big, that's a week. really big responsibility. Ain't I no mean, paycheck. it's just me. And I'm like. So how do, how do you. How do you find that groove? Are you able to manage the financial side of things so that you protect it and you're on a because you're looking at the scale now? Yeah, I think for me, it's and outsource. It's still very much a it's still very much a checks and balance and trying yeah. to figure out what works for me. I think to your point, there are times when you're like, okay, I got 
da, 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 da. I got three checks coming in this month. Mm-hmm. And other time it's like, well, I got the check coming in this month. Like, how am I going to figure this out? So I think for me, it's still, I'm still trying to f- balance. This is like two years in. Yeah. I'm still trying to balance of what's the best thing for me and trying to figure that out. And I think people try to make it sound like, Money just, you're an entrepreneur. Money just comes rolling in. <laughs> it's nah, like, nah, that is not what's happening. And if it's not like, if you don't even have personal bills, you have also like all, business all bills. bills. There's so many bills and so many responsibilities and so many things. And sometimes you have yeah. to decide, okay, either I'm going to put the money for this program or I'm just going to pay for this bill. And I can't do the extra activity or yeah. I can't do this. And I think... Uh, for me, like I said, it's not, there's not a, I don't have the recipe. Yeah. I'm still cooking up the recipe. But I'm you're still doing trying. It. You're oh yeah, for it. sure. But That's I'm still really trying, I'm still trying to figure out like what's best for me and, yeah. and, and realizing like, you know, at some points, like when things are slow, it's like, how can I offset this slow moments, Got bring it. in more revenue or like, what is, what does that mean to me? So I think for the idea of, oh, there's just this one recipe and everyone's just like money and it's going to flow and you don't yeah. know. And it's like, nah, it gets to your point. You're deciding like, do I want to do this or I would do that? Yeah, and it, yeah. I think for me, it's realizing, I think I've always set myself up to, because of the lifestyle I'm used to, I've always done whatever I wanted to do. Man. And I've been fortunate enough when I was a ch- when I was young. I started working when I was like sixteen. Yeah, I had zero bills, no responsibilities. My mom didn't even make me pay for my phone bill. Like yeah, nothing so at you all. Got, you got the value. Your so time. I had three jobs. Zero. No reason to have three jobs. Like no one was yeah. telling me to work at all. I had three jobs when I was like sixteen, and I was bringing in like a lot of money for a sixteen-year-old. <laughs> no business yeah. bringing the money I was. So I thought I would like. When I wanted, didn't want to do laundry, I just go buy new clothes. Like I just like whatever, I don't care. Like I just had money. I was just rolling in the dough. But I think now because I'm so used to the mentality of doing what I want to when yep. I want to do it, I had to reprogram myself. Yeah. Like no, Mo, you can't take that extra vacation. And you have to work at it. Oh, for sure. But I, I think it's just one of those things that you still have to like remind yourself that like yeah. you can't just do whatever you, especially no. for someone like me who is used to doing what I want. Uh, to your point, doing whatever I want to do, yeah. I had to tell myself, like, no, you don't get to go on another vacation this year. Yeah. Like, you've gone on, too. I think that's good. So, I think... Uh, I, I would say what I've been able to do is make my work vacation. Mm. And I mix it in. And, like, yeah, then happening. it becomes a little bit more simple. Because you, you only need two or three days not to do nothing. If you're a productive person. Yeah. You only need, like, after two or three days, it's like, oh, no, I got to... I'm kind of over I'm this. I'm over this. Like, I want to be stimulated. I mean, it, and I, like, we did a trip to Tokyo to kind of do that where we have fun but we also learn at the same time so like i've i've come to the conclusion even with my family now yeah. like when i travel like it okay i'm gonna work or this amount of time but then like there's other stuff i want to do stuff i want to absorb and then like getting the space of mentally to be able to really produce at a high level you have to take those trips oh, and get out sure. there. You have to take breaks, it. but I, I had to also tell myself I've I lived a very you got a budget luxurious. <laughs> I lived a very luxurious twenties. My twenties, I would just as you should. Whatever I wanted to do, I would do it. I like had the money. As I had zero responsibilities. I didn't have anything to rent, car, nothing. I had nothing to worry about. So what if I wanted to go to for my friends? Like, oh, let's go to Trinidad. Let's go to Car. Like whatever it was, I'm like done like as you should and I'm, I'm very grateful because it taught me a lot about culture it taught me a lot about being a very world traveler and being yeah. able to experience so many great things but i also because of that i have to tell myself it's okay to also 
sit down <laughs> and it's time to like it's and time. i think it's like that sacrifice and i think it, it's it's really hard when you put yourself in such a place of always doing what you want to do to mm-hmm. then get to the place where you have to actually like it's sacrifice season like you can't just be out here just living life the way you want or to. you can get clients when you travel yeah, but I mean, you still got to get the clients. You still got to get the clients. <laughs> That's yeah. the thing. And and the thing about being an entrepreneur, no one talks about, is that like, if no one's work, if I'm not working, not no one's working. No one's working. <laughs> like, that's yeah, the part where no it's like, if working. I decide to take a day off, it's like, yeah, people are like, oh, you create your own schedule. It's so great. Nah. But if I'm not working, then no one is working. No working. Like no one around me is yeah. working for me, especially because I'm, I'm at the point where I'm only working by myself. And you got to be disciplined to your schedule. Yeah. Too. So it's like, oh, yeah, I could. Man. I could take a month off. <laughs> but I don't know where that income for that month I took off out. is going to come and who's going to be working for me and what that looks like. So I think for me, I'm definitely like. Okay, I gotta find more of a. I'm I'm really working out the kinks of a balance for you know being more being able to do the both because I know that you know it's a sacrifice and it you is. gotta put your hundred thousand hours to be where you want to be and get where you need to go. You gotta put them out a hundred thousand. You hours definitely in. have to put those in. So. so so we got Monique here and credible interior designer. Come check out some of her work check and it out, check it out. where can we find you? Um, you can find me on Instagram, Moshi Interiors. Mm-hmm. Um, you can also go to my website, MoshiInteriors.com. Yeah. And yeah, I'm just working interior spaces, doing commercial spaces. I'm kind of tapping into even more of experiential designs for different uh, companies and corporations. Yeah. And I'm just really out here just and working. T- and talking back to that 16-year-old girl, what are you telling her now so she can get prepared? Entrepreneur um, I would just tell her to continue to believe in herself. Do mm. not listen to what anyone else has to say. You know believe exactly. You know exactly what you want to do, and don't stop that's for true. anyone. And I think that's a it's a hard thing because family is so important to a lot of people. And same yeah. thing with me and your friends are like, yeah. can you do this? And, and it's like you have to believe that you have every single tool you need, and and things will come as the way they're supposed to come. You can't oh my rush. God, they will. You cannot <laughs> rush. You cannot they rush will. this process. I mean, it will be frustrating. And it'll be extremely hard. And I won't say it gets easier because it's still not easy for me. Yeah. But you have everything you need to. Yeah, it's a cost and grind. You have everything you need to be exact. You are. Never somewhere you're not supposed to be. You're always exactly on the journey you're supposed to be. And it's going to take a while and it's nothing easy. But uh, what I like to consent to think about is I think about Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. Okay. And it's about becoming. It's not, you're not there. You're never really going to get there. Okay. Shout out to it's Michelle. about nonstop of becoming. You're becoming the best version of yourself. And you just have to continue to go in that direction. So got it. little Mo, you got this. You got this little Mo. <laughs> so this episode is sponsored by Fluent Solution. And produced by Fluent Solution. We offer entrepreneur toolkits where people can text, website hosts, send out emails to leads, send out social media campaigns, monitor ads and things like that. Platform starts at $97 a month. There's a free trial if you go on. No promo code, nothing like that. Just go to FluentSolution.com and you'll be able to do that. And thank you, Mo. This was this was good insight. For our audience, we definitely have to do this again as we dive in, see what kind of questions we have. Definitely. But I think you gave some good insights, and thank you for coming. Thanks. Check me out.